0: The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to episode forty seven of the Reinvent You Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me this week. So over the next four weeks, I've decided to bring four different amazing ladies who I have had the pleasure of working with in the past to come and share their story, their journey, And what's currently going on in their lives after working together. And um, what what inspired me to do this is because I know the importance of your story being shared. Because for some odd reason, we we always feel like we're on this island, we're alone, and just nobody kind of gets what we're going through. You know, like, Tanya, you just don't get it. You don't understand. When in reality, you know, one thing I've noticed is that we're never the only ones. That that's just not realistic. And one thing also that I've noticed from all my clients that I've worked with is that there are many similarities across the board to everybody's story, from their experiences, their relationships, their feelings. And we are actually more connected than what we believe. And sharing a story helps people see that. You know, it, it helps you understand that not only am I not the only one. But if they can do it, then so can I and it starts by hearing someone else overcome something similar that you may not think you can at this present moment in your life and and that brings a level of hope that may not was there before because having a level of hope I think is very um i think is um underrated a lot, and hope is 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 very powerful because it develops a mindset shift of creating an intentional future moving forward hope cultivates optimism. It helps you focus on the power you hold. You're focused more on on finding a solution rather than focusing on the problem. And it also raises your self-esteem. So there's really power in being hopeful, which is why I wanted to bring these ladies on over the course of the next four weeks to share their experiences. And so today, my very first guest is the lovely Malia. And uh, Malia is a client that I have had, the pleasure um, of, of working with, I want to say it was around July of last year. And Malia was also a part of my 12-week program. Um, Malia is a career developer. She's a mother mother of three children, and she currently resides in California. And so Malia, thank you for joining today. I really appreciate you being here. How are you? I'm
1: great. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and share my story with someone, anyone that it can help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're just going to have a conversation today um, about, I want to go back a little bit down memory lane um, before you got to the point of, you know, us working together. How long were you married?
1: Um, a total of 14 years.
0: About 14 years. Okay. And what got to the point of saying, okay, this, this, this relationship has ran its course. This marriage needs to be dissolved.
1: Um, so what got me to the point with, of, of where I knew that enough was enough was just the amount of disrespect um, that, that I opened my eyes and saw um, throughout the course of the marriage. I, I knew certain levels were there, but I just didn't see it clear until okay. um, being in the course and just a couple of things happening in my life.
0: Okay. So what were some of those things that, that took place? Like, what were some of the um, specifics? Um, Can you give a little bit of that?
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) My children, my children were uh, very um, clear. Now that I look back on trying to let me know what was taking place right in front of me. And uh, I just wasn't paying attention. Um, Just the distance. There was a lot of distance I saw. And part of me Knew that I wasn't content in my marriage, but I did what society said do, which was, you know, hey, just work it out. Just stay there, you know, just figure it out. And I wasn't really paying attention to me. I wasn't paying attention to how I felt. I just worried about what everybody else thought and not being a failure. And it'll eventually fix itself. So I started to see a lot of distance. And um, him being comfortable with being distant from me and the family, more trips are being taken, um, uh, just starting fights and arguments just out of their clear blue. Um, the financial part of it, uh, he he just, he just wouldn't contribute. Um, just old, old things that happened earlier in our marriage started to surface from him. And it was like he was picking reasons to validate what he was doing.
0: Mm, okay. And, um, who decided to say that this is over? Who made that decision? Was it mutual or was it you?
1: No, most definitely it was me. Um, it was and you. It okay. was very, um, like I said, after being in this course and after just dealing with a couple of things that opened my eyes, definitely me because I knew my worth and I started to know my worth and when I wasn't going to deal with as a mother, of small children who can see what was going on. Um,
0: most definitely it was me. Okay. So I know before um, you mentioned that you were asleep in your marriage. That's something I know you've said quite often that um, I've heard um, a lot and um, describe being asleep. You know what I mean? For you, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah. Uh, So asleep for me was basically unconscious to every red flag that was right there in your face, just subduing everything. So you don't have to look at it. So you don't have to deal with the uncomfortable conversations so that you don't have to uh, pay attention to life. Just go on uh, autopilot. And just as long as you're doing the bare minimum and, you know, being a little present, like you know, like physically walking in a room or physically, you know, anything, then you were okay. And the signs were there. The disrespect was there. The physical abuse was there. All of those things was there, but I just, just, just did everything I can do to just get along, you know, Um, avoided things that I knew (laughs) were red flags and um, avoided difficult conversations so that I didn't have to argue, you know, just did the bare minimum just to survive was Mm. for me.
0: Wow. No, that's, that's actually pretty deep because, you know, that's how you lose yourself. Because one of the things that you shared was that I found myself within myself. And, um, that was something else you said too, that I thought was very powerful, um, in, in your testimonial that you did for me. And, um, what, what made you say, okay, I need help. Like I walked away, um, but walking away is half the battle, right? And then the next part is how we allow it to impact us. And what made you decide to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to make a choice and invest in me at this point. What gave you that moment?
1: So um, just realizing the amount of disrespect um, that was happening, the, uh, the um, looking at my children, and seeing them watch me go through this and knowing that I am their role model and what I do will affect their life in the future. Um, just making the right or wrong decisions or just not making a decision at all. Um, just the pain. Cause I, I loved, I, I loved him, uh, as much as I knew how to love, I, I didn't love myself. So again, as much as, I knew how to love. I loved him. And so the pain within me of just not knowing where to go or what to do after I said, okay, we're done. You know, um, the hurt, the embarrassment, the frustration, the disappointment, um, just those dark nights, you know, when I was just by myself figuring out what, what kind of mess I made of my life. So I thought and how... I allowed so much to happen for so long without just speaking up or saying, or just dealing with the person inside of me that knew it wasn't right and knew that I wasn't mm-hmm. pain. The amount of tears, I cried every single day um, for a good while. I wrote in my mm-hmm. journal, cried and cried and cried until I said, it's, it's time, it's enough. And I deserve so much more. I'm a wonderful, beautiful person. I have so much to offer. I'm a mother of small children. And they're looking at me and my decisions affect them. Wow. Um, just God whispering to me that you deserve more and you have your, your job on this earth is to not sit here and just deal with disrespect and infidelity. And you just God speaking to me, my children, just looking around at the mess of my life that I was in the dark place I was in and just deciding to wake up. That was, yeah that's what it was
0: no nah, that's powerful I like that just making the making the choice to say you know what my kids are watching me my kids are seeing me I know that I know to my core this ain't right and well uh, we'll, we'll minimize that voice to look and appear to to the world as if everything was going on and everything was going great and um so Malia and I, Malia signed up to be a part of my twelve week program last year in July. Um, she, I, I believe that you were a part of. I did a challenge last year for five days,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I believe that that's how you got connected. Correct?
1: Right. Yes. Right.
0: And um, when I had a discovery call with Malia, it was almost like I didn't even have to say much. She was like, "I'm, I'm, I'm ready." Like she, she was ready. Like she told me she was ready, and I. And I was just like, OK, let's go. I mean, I, you know, typically when I'm doing a discovery call, I'm just trying to see what people are to make sure that we're a great fit. But Malia pretty much told me that I know I'm a great fit. She didn't say that. But she when we talked, she was like, I'm already ready. Like, <laughs> I'm ready to do this. And, um, I, you know, during the course of the 12 week program, uh, a lot took place. And I remember this vividly because, number one, it really was just a year ago. And um, I want you to talk about that time that you were in the program. Like, and I want us to be raw about it, right? Because one thing about me, I don't like to, you know, make it seem like it's this lovely and beautiful process, right? Like I, I tell all my clients, you know, it is messy, right? Because we're, we're, we're peeling back things. We're, we're, we're looking at things that we probably never looked at before. And so just seeing a lot of things unfold, in my, I mean, as a coach, like I'm going to be honest with y'all. I hated it. It bothered me every week to see her where she was. However, I want us to talk about it. And cause I want us to be honest about it. And and if you could tell the people who are listening, what was it really like for you that 12 weeks, that, that, that 12 week process? Um, it was therapy. It was,
1: I was also, I was also seeing a therapist because I just, I, I wanted that much to move on in my life. So I was just looking for everything that was helpful to me. So meeting Tanya online virtually and um, just hearing um, some of the things she was talking about just really resonated with me. And I knew that it was something I wanted to be a part of because I believe in pushing through and not just sitting in it. You do need to sit in it and feel it. And that was something I, I, I didn't do. Because I always push through in my life and like, oh, it'll be all right, and just move on to the next thing, and that's how I operated. But with this program, I had to sit in it because it was twelve weeks. I had to sit in it and feel it and and let it marinate and understand it, and and just be a part of it and write stuff down and visit my inner child and. Forgive, and I just I had to do that in order to get to the place I am today, where I can be in forgiveness and healing, and and just loving who I am intentionally. So, being in the group and being with the other ladies was helpful to me because not only did I get to share my story, but I got to hear other stories. I have I got to have a sisterhood with uh, like-minded women who who can kind of relate. Or had some similarities. Everybody's story was different. Um, some people were married. Some people were in long-term relationships. Um, but for me, I don't mind sharing my story as long as there's a silver lining at the end. As long as I can see, you know, see um, a clear path. And um, it was it was so rewarding to just feel it because again, I never chose to feel it. I always looked for a resolution real quick because it hurt so bad. So um, being in the program. I cried every single time that we met and it was live. It was on zoom and um, I didn't care what people thought of me or how it felt to anyone else. I just knew that I needed to get those tears out. And for me, tears are cleansing of the soul because I don't have to wear it anymore. I don't have to hold it in and I, and I held it in for so long. So I got to release it. And um, during the course of the program, I uh, found out during my asleepness and my coma that, um, that my husband, in fact, was cheating on me and not only cheating, but living with the, a woman that we both knew um, early on in the marriage. And uh, uh, just the lies, the amount of deceit and disrespect, and, and it all unveiled right throughout the program. So everyone on, So everyone on the program, virtually felt what I was feeling because it unfolded right there. And looking back at it, that was the most intense way to feel something, just to feel, just be in the midst of it while healing. So yeah, um, I walked into a situation and I found out everything. My kids the kids that he had prior to, or, you know, with another person and my own biological children just told me everything that was going on. And, um, yeah, I, I had to feel all of that and, and, and just watch and know that he was dealing with multiple women. Um, but one in particular, he, he was actually living with. So, um, that was the hardest thing for me, but the best thing that could have ever happened to me while in a program to heal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay.
0: Let's kind of um I know because you mentioned that you were asleep, you were in your coma, you knew it was like there was still something like nudging at you that something was off. However, when things started to unfold, was it more of shock or denial or both? Uh it was
1: it was all of the above. It all was all of the above. Okay. Yep. It was denial in the beginning. Cause again, um, my kids, you know, let me know what was going on. Um, And I I couldn't, I didn't want to, I, there was no way, absolutely not. No, he wouldn't do this to me. Um, That was the part of the denial and just not just, you know, just still being in my comfort zone and being asleep. Like, no, he wouldn't do that to me. Not that there's anything more powerful than me than anyone else, but he just wouldn't because it's me and we're married and no, he wouldn't. And then after thinking about it and realizing and just coming into myself and seeing everything that was going on, I was like, wow. Okay, girl, what you going to do? You got all these, you got all these tools from your, from your, from your class that you're in and you're going to your therapy. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to sleep again? Are you going to wake up? Are you going to handle business? What are you going to do? And I had to be real with myself. And as hard as it was, I had to face him and tell him, I know exactly what you're doing. You cannot manipulate me anymore. And this right here is over. Hmm. That was the hardest, best thing I could have done in my life because it changed my entire life, just being present and just saying what I was not willing to deal with and having the uncomfortable conversation with him and letting him know
0: no more. Right. That awakening. Yep. That's powerful. Um, I I like that. Um, I'm going to also add that um, there Malia and I actually had a conversation offline during this time because I was very concerned about her well-being and we talked and I, and I, and at that time I didn't know that she was in therapy as well. And because that was something else that I wanted to recommend to just have more of a layer of accountability. And it bothered me to see that as a coach. Um, it was very heavy. When you see that every week, there were tears, there were, because here's the thing, when you, when you, when you get out of that place of denial, there's a level of awakening and it can hit you like an 18 wheeler because there can be things of man I knew better why I didn't do better or even asking well why would they do this to me you're questioning yourself you're doubting whether or not if you're enough you know depending on the circumstances in your particular case there was a woman that you knew so this is a woman you had a a conversation with Mm. that knew that you all were married and who's actually sleeping with your husband like that that's a lot in the midst of healing right um I, I will definitely add that even in the midst of everything that was going on, she made herself a priority. And, um, and and that is one of the biggest things that I admired about you the entire time. Malia never missed a call, never missed a call. She showed up on every call and she was willing to do, do the work. There were times in the private group chat that Malia was like, I'm really ready for this to be over. Because that season of healing, like it's not, it's not pretty right in the beginning. And, and, but even in that she was willing to still dig deep every single week. Like she was a participant every single week. What gave you that resilience? I mean, because healing can look like a, this, you know, pretty moment where you're sitting there, you know, it's the total opposite. And so in the midst of things unfolding, in the midst of being a mother, taking care of your kids, still having to go to work, still having to pay the bills, you feel like I'm left to pick up the pieces while he's over there with another woman. How do you stay resilient? And see, this is the part because we have to factor in everything that's going around in our lives. She just didn't get up and get on the calls every week. She still had to get up. She had to work. She had to take care of her children. She had to make sure they were getting the therapy they needed. She also had to um, pay her bills, still, you know, go through the divorce, the legal process. So I'm painting a picture because I want people to understand, like, everything that you had going on around you. However, right, you showed up on the call and you did the work, like, because I gave them homework every week, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it was not this isn't a pretty no I'm I'm serious like I gave her homework every single week this was not a this is not a fluffy course this is a course where you have to dig deep and so Malia what made you say you know what I'm gonna place all bets on me regardless of what I got going on around me well
1: <clears throat> first of all um I'm a very um Determined person, very, very determined. So I know it didn't sound like that from um, what I allowed for so long, but I decided enough was enough. And again, my children, I have to be there for them, I have to show up, I have to make sure that they don't fall in those same same circumstances that I was in. And I just decided enough was enough. I knew that I had a purpose here. And I knew it wasn't to be a doormat. I knew it wasn't to be manipulated. I knew it wasn't to be asleep in my life. So I just decided enough was enough. And it was time for me to stand up and stand present for me. Um, the group gave me the tools, but just looking at what I did and what I allowed for so long, I just decided it was time. And enough was enough. Yes, I had all, everything was left on my shoulders. He literally picked up and walked away, lied to my children and told them he was just doing all this other stuff, had my children around the woman in their house, everything. But even with that, it wasn't, I, I just didn't want to be asleep no more. I was, I was just, I was going to die. I was literally, I gained weight. I just, lost my whole self. And I just decided it was time. It was Mm -hmm. time to just show up and be there for me, regardless of what I had to do. God is not going to put any more on me that I can't bear. So these bills, um, so, you know, everything, everything, putting the kids through school, going going to work online. I was robotic for a minute, but I just decided it was enough. I had enough. And in order for me to be, successful in my life, I had to stand up and figure it out. The Mm. the the course helped me, counseling helped me, but I think just within me it was just it was just time. Looking at those little eyes, looking back at me like mom, what you gonna do? You know, you already know what it is. You know what's going on. Mm. What are you gonna do? And I I just had to stand up and stand
0: up for me. Right. I I love that. Um (laughs) I do I love that. And one of the things that I, I talk about a lot even with my clients is that no matter what your story is, you still have to take ownership, right? And that was that's very big um, because if we don't shift from um, going into ownership, then we don't have the power to move forward. Um, what were some of the things that Malia needed to just own? You know what I'm saying? With no blame, no no condemnation, no justification, just flat out own to reinvent yourself, right? To rebuild. Because that part is also extremely vital to our our healing and our evolving. And so what were some of the things that Malia had to say, you know what, this is something I need to to take ownership of, because I know you said something that you didn't love yourself. Mm -hmm. And what happens is I don't think people understand what not loving yourself will cause you to do and accept, right? So what what was the thing that you just, you really had to just take full blown ownership over?
1: So there was a couple of things. Um, one was um, just realizing that I have worth and and potential and and I have reason to live and I'm here for a reason. Um, I had to take ownership of just stop letting things happen, you know, and just being involved in my life. I, I had to realize that there are some things I could have done different and better in my marriage. It still didn't allow for him to cheat to manipulate to do all those things but there's some things that i probably could have addressed maybe had some uncomfortable conversations to ensure that there was you know he and i both knew that this was a a red flag and something i wasn't willing to deal with and understood some of the things that you know he probably Complained about that I didn't pay attention to. So the big, the biggest thing that I will take ownership in um, that I know that I will never allow to happen to me anymore is to be present, just to 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 be involved, to speak up, to say no, to say yes, to to um, realize that I am just as important as everybody else, and life doesn't just happen. You have to be involved in your life for it to happen the way you would like it to happen. Just being present, being present. I wasn't. I wasn't. I allowed. Not only that, you know, is some family uh, issues that I dealt with as well. As far as just letting things happen and not standing up for me and being involved. I keep saying that, but that's, that's really what it boils down to. I just did what society said to you. Oh, you, you know, you got a nice, decent job. You're making a good amount of money. You, you got a house, you got kids. Okay. So you just go with it. No, you have to be present. You have to be available. You have to be responsible. You have to be involved in your life. You can't just let life
0: happen. Mm, I like that. I want to go back to what you talked about because one of the things that we talk about is really understanding the foundation that we're sitting on and how that foundation impacts our lives. And, and one of those areas is relationships. You mentioned about you know, you know just your family. And I think just going back to that, that inner child that we, that we needed to go into, it was needed. It's not something we can skip or overlook. It was mm-hmm. something that we had to see. And again, this is coming from ownership. We're not blaming parents. We're not making them be wrong. We just want to connect the dots, right? So we can help understand where this stuff comes from. And so what was something that you really um, allowed yourself to go back to that young version of Malia and, 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 and connect the dots with what was going um, in your life as the current older um, adult Malia? mm mm-hmm
1: um, it, it, and it all ties into what I'm saying now, as a child, I always felt like I wasn't enough or good enough. I was just surface, you know, and I seek approval and I needed it in order to survive. And if I didn't have it, I had to do more. I had to do better. I never cared or concerned myself with me and what did I want and what was important to me. And I just laid down and, and just let people decide how my life was going to be. and, and, Best based on their approval, Um, so that 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 goal that led led itself to what I previously dealt with, just wanting his approval and wanting to make sure that you know, even though even though I knew what I was doing, I just never felt good enough about me. I never felt like I was worthy enough to have the things that I deserve or desire. Or my feelings weren't didn't matter as long as everyone else was okay. Um, And if he if, if, if there was a conversation and maybe I felt a certain way about it, I just if he got upset about it or anyone, not just he, anyone, and anyone, my family, then it wasn't important to me anymore as long as they're happy. Um, it never mattered how I felt or what I felt, how I felt or what I felt or what, I, what made me happy. And none of that mattered as long as everyone else was happy. I always worked t- to try to please everyone else and lay down if they weren't pleased.
0: Right. You were you were able to give up yourself even at your own expense mm-hmm. right and um no that's powerful because that's what helps us shift that's what helps us thrive right that's what helps us be um be the best of, of who we can be and live authentically um now i know doing a 12-week program there, there was a lot that was covered because every week we <laughs> we had work we had assignments I mean it was we work right. It's, it's just what it is. Um, what was one thing that you really got from the program that you really that you believe was a game changer for you?
1: Tanya, that's hard because there's a couple things.
0: <laughs> that, well, you can give me a couple. That's fine.
1: Um, dealing with the inner child that was big for me because um, it made me go back to find out why I was doing the things I was doing today right. or or you know then. So that was huge. Huge for me, very impactful. Um, the forgiveness piece, you know, um, um, unapolog- unapologetically, authentically, you know, forgiving people that may have not even known affected um, you or for or caused some type of impact in your life, and then forgiving yourself after was huge for me because I never cared about me. I always made it about someone else and why, and how, and being of service. You know what I mean? So the forgiveness and in the inner child was very impactful for me. And just taking ownership, just being, realizing and looking around and, and just realizing about everything that I, I allowed for so long. So those were those were the things that come to my head, to come to the top of my head.
0: Wow, that's amazing. I, I like that. Um, since it's been a year, um, I'm sure a lot has just changed in your life from a personal level um what what has your life been like you know since you've um been on this journey um what has your life been like after the program oh
1: (laughs) I (laughs) love this smile so often (laughs) where before I I was I was either looking down or looking away or and it's crazy because I feel like this has always been me but she's been hidden right she's been hidden just suppressed um, so just this smile that I wear um, just being so in love with me and knowing oh my god girl you
0: are it <laughs> like where you being all my life right but that that's what happens when you go to sleep and you're in that coma you you, you don't live your, to be your authentic self um, and that's that, that's I, I love that what else has been going on um, I know you've so, been smiling a lot though I've noticed yeah. that <laughs>
1: <laughs> just um my level of success has tremendously changed um i'm actually writing a book i have a book coach and i never ever ever in a million years thought that i would ever you know be able to do that but my passion is to share my gift or my story or my journey with anyone that you know it may touch or may just you know, be in the same situation or just maybe know somebody that knows somebody. Um, I've been able to do things and just being able to accomplish goals that I never even tried to accomplish. I revamped my entire house, did projects that I never thought I could do. And just looking back where it was just a thought and it's completed. Um, My work, um, you know, the things that I do for a living, um, just accomplishing, oh my God, the money (laughs) it just seems like it was a downfall for me. Um, and I don't know, I feel like it's, it's just because I finally, God just looked and said about time, girl, get up, you know? So the, the, the connection that I have with my children and we just, I, I, I relearned or just learned who they are, their gifts their skills their talents. Um, we just connected so much. And then, um, just my level of confidence. I can stand up and say anything I want to anybody with no regret with this with respect, of course, but uh, you know, some things in my family, I am unapologetically me. This is who I am. Like it or love it. Leave it. If you don't care, leave it. If you don't like it, but just the level of confidence, the level of worth, my um, willingness to accomplish goals that I never thought I could um, just just, I'm just overall a much happier person and everyone around me that was in my circle can tell. They all tell me all the time, oh my God, this you're a whole new person. The person that I'm soon to be divorced from, I just um, was around him to finalize some paperwork and uh, he just couldn't believe who I, who he could not believe the place that I'm in and who I am today. And he just, of course, uh, wants things to be different, but I, I couldn't even imagine <laughs> being back in that place with him.
0: Hmm. Not so me. he, so he, he wants to reconcile.
1: Absolutely.
0: And you're, you're, you're not interested.
1: I, I, I love him because he's the father. Of, I love him for being the father of my kids. I'm no longer in love with him. Uh, I am completely happy with who I am and where I am. I don't hate him at all. I just,
0: right. I'm not
1: there. I'm so not there. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the experience. Um, he in part helped me get to where I am today.
0: Wow. You know, you said something and he was like, I don't hate him. And I think we can, we sometimes can believe that we have to hate them in order to get over them. And you don't. don't. Right. And I, and, and I, and I love that. Um, I know you, you're, you're on the, is your, your finalization hasn't happened just yet, but I, has the process of going through this has the healing process helped you navigate the legal part better? Yes. Yes. Has because it. I'm, okay.
1: mm-hmm. I'm not scared and I'm not, I'm not, and I say scared and I use that loosely, but I'm not afraid. That's just better. I'm not afraid to stand up for what's right for me and my family. I'm not intimidated. I'm not being manipulated. Um, I'm going for what's right. I'm going for what's ethical. I'm going for what's moralistically, um, fair I'm going for what feels good I'm going for everything that makes me happy so no mm -mm. I I can do it with kindness you know hey this is no longer working for us you know and you know I wish you well but I'm no longer interested in having any type of romantic relationship with you Mm -hmm. and
0: i like that. I like that because this is how we make, this is how we make the kids be the focus, right? When we work on ourselves. I know many people ask me, well, what do I need to do for my kids? I'm going to respectfully say you need to heal first because you become the foundation on how they function. And you, you said a few things. You was like, I'm able to see my kids talents, their gifts. Um, you know, you, you were able to even, um, understand that, Hey, I don't have to go through this divorce process ugly. I don't have to be mad at you or prove a point or make you suffer, you know, just to make me feel good temporarily knowing that I'm doing this out of hurt. Right. And when you operate from a healed place, you're able to do this kind of stuff because that's the goal, right? I mean, I get it. Stay, I mean, being angry and the rage. Let me tell you something. I was her. I get it. (laughs) However, I also understand how you can be in that space a lot longer than what you need to be. And so that's why I wanted her to answer that question because she's like, Hey, I know how to communicate with him in a way to make my kids the center. I'm able to make this divorce process, um, be more intentional as opposed to operating from my hurt. Um, and, and I love that. And I, I appreciate that about you. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I, I I love this. Um, I, I know we we have to wrap it up, and I have one question that I want to ask you. What advice would you give to that woman who's listening to you right now? Because it's important to know that when we when you've overcome, other people haven't, right? Like some people are like in it. They like Malia. I get it, but I just don't see how that can be me, right? But you were once there where she is now. What would you tell her so i'm gonna do it the best way i can but i'm gonna do it visually
1: if you don't mind you got it <laughs> so <clears throat> when i'm thinking about my process and I'm, I'm going back in time and just thinking about the whole how it unfolded and everything and looking at myself and 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 from then to now this this was one of the images that comes up in my mind OK, and I'm going to be completely transparent. I don't know that I told you this Tanya. There was a time when he was completely acting and doing everything he could to to justify what he was doing. OK, and Tanya, I got on my knees begging this dude to not leave. Ooh. You know, I mean, Even though I knew that this wasn't healthy and it was very toxic, but, and I didn't do it. I I don't think I was doing it to make him stay. I think I was doing it because my soul was just, don't let this go. Don't let this go. This is your comfort. He was wanting to stay asleep. But then I look back now at everything. This was before I knew what was going on. And I look back now and look at that lady that was there on her knees, crying and begging a man who didn't even almost deserve her time. To where she is today, it is possible. Once you find yourself and wake up and decide to live, you can do where I, you can be where I am. And I still have a lot more to go, but I am so far from where I was—from going to on my knees to telling this man, in his eyes, I am no longer romantically connected to you and i want to move forward in my life so i can have a life that's that was that was it for me that was Mm. that's the advice i would give another woman decide enough is enough and decide you are worth way more than what you're willing to put up with god made a plan for you and it was not to be hurt manipulated deceived um or or being put in a position where you're not, the best is not happening for you or you're not flourishing in your life or your marriage or your your relationship. And if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I deserve more, then do more and do better. You deserve it.
0: Mm, Wow, that's amazing. Um, One thing I'm definitely gonna say, um, Malia, I appreciate you allowing me to be a part of your journey. Um, I don't take that type of stuff lightly. Um, One of the things that I know to be very accurate is that, this process is very um, uncertain is, is hard. It's like a death, right? That many people forget to realize they think that when you make this decision, that fireworks are out there. And I know that's how the media likes to put things, but you know, when these cameras are off and you're by yourself, um, it gets real, right? You feel like a failure, you feel like you failed your kids. You you question your existence at times. I mean, this is just the truth. And people really sometimes just don't get it. The mindset is just move on. You'll find somebody else. And it ain't even about that. I mean, when you you, you know, no one gets married to get a divorce. And one thing that I'm very compassionate about is making sure that my clients make the best decision. That's my ultimate goal. Because I want to see them happy. I want to see them have a level of joy within their lives. Um, and that means a lot to me. And so I want to thank you for allowing me to help you on your journey and being a part of that. And I, and also, I'm, I'm just really proud of you, like for real. Um, I'm proud of you for showing up and digging deep every week. Um, and it was hard for me as a coach to see it. However, I knew it wasn't going to be that way. That's something I knew, and I also knew the type of person you were. You were dedicated. You were very determined. You you always had a grit and a grind in you. That wasn't I wasn't concerned about that. I was just more concerned about your emotional well being, right? But I'm proud of you for getting through, going through, growing through, right? I'm I'm proud of you for making a decision and sticking to it. You know that that right there is is very powerful. And I'm also proud of you for creating and rewriting a new chapter and now just living your life by design. And instead of, you know, taking whatever life hands you, right. Cause life is not going to never give you what you want. You have to literally create it and be intentional about it. And so I just wanted to definitely tell you, thank you. And I also wanted to let you know that I'm very proud of you.
1: Thank you. I just have one thing to add. I'm sorry. Um, you said you said about um, being in a relationship and finding someone else. I did find someone else. I found me, and that I felt like that mm-hmm. was the biggest thing that I could have done. I found myself, and because she was gone, she was there, but she was buried. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, I found I found me. So I'm thankful. I'm very appreciative of everything you've said and done, even the things you haven't said you know, I'm appreciative of it. So thank
0: you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, thank you for, you know, being on the podcast. I'm sure that this is going to bless plenty of women who hear this. And I think, and I know for, for certain that they really do need this in their life. So thank you so much again. And we will talk soon. Have a good day. Thank you. Wow. Um, this was amazing. I really do appreciate Malia for coming on the podcast and and just being authentic, being transparent and very vulnerable to her story and her journey and where she is today. You know, when I hear stuff like this, this is what um, drives me. And when I say drives me is that it drives me to continue to, to help people in this area. Um, this tends to be an area that gets skipped a lot the healing process, that's a process where I think sometimes people want to go either over it, around it, or under it, when in order to really deal with it, there's no other way but through, and that's real talk, because this has just been a year ago, literally, that we worked together, and just seeing where she is, seeing where she was, and who she is now and who she's continuously becoming is an amazing transformation to see. And I want to be able to help as many women as I can possibly um, help get to that 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 next level in their lives, whatever that is for them, right? And so if you know that you need help, if you know that you've been in something too long and you need help getting out, then I really really highly recommend you be a part of my next 12 week thrive cohort program which starts July the 13th 2021 and you're going to be rocking with me for 12 weeks. And that's only when you're that's only if you're ready. And what ready means is that you are now in a place where you are making a choice to place all bets on you. A lot of the time I know we want to know everything before it happens. But this is where you gotta walk in your faith and know that where I am isn't working, okay? Where I am isn't, isn't doing it for me. I get DMs, I get emails of women who who cry every day, cry every single day, really have difficulty picking up the pieces, really have a difficult time being um, the best to their children because right now they're in a place where they can't figure it out for themselves, Right. And I understand that. However, one thing I do know is that we are coming up to half of 2021, meaning that it's about to be half of a new year. You know what I mean? July 1st is the next six months of the, the rest of the year. And my question is, what do you want that y- the rest of this year to look like for you? OK, don't just say I want to be happy. What is it that you want? How do you want to feel? How do you want to show up to your kids? you know, where do you, you know, those are the type of things that really do matter. And if you know that doing it on your own, isn't working, that this is when you got to get connected to someone who's going to give you the strategies, the tools, the methods to really get you from where you are now to another place in 90 days. And so if you know that it's your time, then I want you to schedule a clarity call with me to see if we are a good fit. I'm only taking 12 people. I'm only taking 12 people because I like to keep this thing very intimate. So I'm only taking 12 ladies who who's ready, who's ready to make a commitment to themselves for 12 weeks and to do the work that is required of themselves. All right. And so I'm going to put the link in the um, show notes. And so if you know that you're that woman, then I want you to make a decision and schedule a call with me today. Okay, All right. So also, please make sure that you're following me on my social media handles. My Instagram and Facebook is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And also, please make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast will drop and also leave a review. If you know this podcast has really been helpful to you on your journey and in your growth and development, please leave me a review on iTunes. I would definitely appreciate it. And last but not least. Share this information. Remember, I told you guys earlier, there is power in sharing your story. And if you know someone who has something similar going on to what Malia shared today, then share it out. Share it out, okay? Because our goal is to not just survive. Our goal is to truly thrive, okay? So thank you all so much again for tuning in and joining me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time.